Welcome to another edition of the YXE Sports Podcast for the week of July the 6th. What are you doing? Can't handle the glare. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Okay, keep going. I'm sorry. So... Well, we got to talk about it now. So, uh, well, I'll start off with you. Uh, the big thanks to everybody, first of all, uh, that's watching on the Wendell Clark's Classic Grill and Bar Facebook page and the YXC Sports Podcast page on yep. Facebook as well. So, a big hello to everybody. Ray Morrison, how was your Canada Day followed by the weekend? Uh, Canada Day was great. Went down to Regina. Actually, saw some friends down there. Had a good visit with some family members and friends. And then we got back on Friday. And your mother took me on a grueling one-hour walk oh, along my, the trails at the South Saskatchewan River. Maybe my weekend wasn't so bad after all. And it's funny because we walked 3.67 miles at 3.4 miles per hour, which is not that fast or much for most people, but I was dying. I was literally laboring. So Friday night we went for a nice one-hour walk. Saturday we did some yard work. And I'll tell you what we did yesterday, Sunday, a little bit later. Yeah, How about that, you? Uh, that all sounds terrible, by the way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I went up to Cowan Lake to spend a few days up there, did some fishing, did some uh, floating, some yeah. tubing as well, or floating on the tubes, I guess, and I burned like a lobster. Were you on so, the barbecue? Uh, yeah, absolutely, and I, and I didn't rotate. No, exactly. because no, it was just the one side. So for those of you that are watching the live stream, you might be able to see um, a little more red. There's a little bit more glare to my face than usual. Uh, last night was the first night I was able to actually sleep yeah. on my stomach because it wasn't irritating. <laughs> so that was nice. And uh, I later found out that the sunscreen I used was expired. So oh, there you I go. Have to try <clears throat> a little work. bit better next time. Good work. Yeah, so. Excellent. At least once a year when I go up there, I burn. Uh, it's just the weirdest thing. So yeah. me and the sun don't uh, don't get along. A lot to get to this week on the uh, this week's episode of the YXE Sports Podcast. The starting the CFL, the CFL, and the CFLPA. Now they don't always get along, and they especially yep. haven't got along during the whole COVID nineteen thing. But they're trying to work together to come to an agreement. So TSN's Farhan Lalji reports um, that uh, they're trying to come to an agreement here uh, to to play in twenty twenty. Shortened training camp, uh, prorated salaries. Reduced time between games, expanded uh, practice yeah. rosters uh, are some of the things being talked about. It would be a six-game season with eight of the nine teams making the CFL playoffs in 2020, and they potentially are talking about having those playoff games in the home cities of the teams. Oh, yeah. That would make it. Um, and possibly, possibly fans in the stands, but uh, more so than that, just talking about getting back on the field is uh, it was kind of the news of the week in terms of the CFL. Well, fans in the stands, that'll all depend on the COVID numbers, yeah. of course. That's what that might be. So, And, you know, uh, Saskatchewan's Premier Scott Moe has expressed great interest in Saskatchewan being a hub city, if that's the way this goes. The Players Association, by the way, with regards to a new CBA, is saying, look, we... Uh, these are different times, obviously, and every sports league is going through them. We don't think the three weeks is going to be enough, enough time. time to get a, a deal together for July the 23rd. Um, there's also been some discussion, and Farhan Lalji did a great write-up on this, along with Dave Naylor and everybody at TSN.ca, about maybe playing games just five days apart, Yeah, like to get those games in, because you're talking about a very tight window now. Um, it... In so many markets in Canada, you are just tempting fate if you try to push a Grey Cup game too far back, if you want to hold it outdoors. And so that's 
still the challenge, and I know we've talked about this before, uh, but it is it is good that the two sides are talking. Um, there's uh, the waters have been a little bit choppy between the Canadian Football League and the um, Players Association, but that is interesting news. So we'll see. I guess we'll wait till July the 23rd and see sort of what comes of the discussions. And that's that might be where some of the resistance is from the players or from the PA is that reduced time between games. Yeah, right. I think, and and I mean, they're totally right. I mean, you know, football's a violent sport, obviously, yep. a very physical sport. So I can totally see that being a. There was some discussion about them expanding the rosters because of that. Yeah, and I don't know if the players' association looks at that and goes, "Well, um, you know, are we taking jobs away from veterans if we do that?" Um, and, you know, and I totally understand where the players are coming from, too, because if you're prorating a season, there's still risk of injury. Yeah. You know what I mean? In, 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 it's a contact sport. There's only one way to play it. You have to play it hard to prevent injury in the game of football. Um, and so I totally understand why the players are making sure that the Canadian Football League's plan is well thought out because the players are dealing with, you know, it's their safety that's on the line more or less. And in a prorated season when they're not going to make as much as they normally do, there is a lot for the players to consider, for sure. Yeah, it'll be interesting uh, between now and July 23rd when the league wants that agreement. And I think I'm kind of of in agreement, uh, you know, with the CFLPA saying, well, it's not really enough time, but this is really the first that we've heard a plan from the CFL for it is. a number of weeks. So at least they're kind of starting to have those, uh, those conversations. Eight of nine teams getting into a plan. Yeah. That's kind of neat. Yeah, I mean, that would, be, that would be... Man, would it suck to be the one team that didn't make it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's tough. Um, you know, depending on the format they go with, too, um, you know, um, every game is going to mean something in a shortened season yeah. like that when you're kind of <laughs> jockeying for a position. I mean, you're going to have to win as many games as you're going to have to win to win a Grey Cup, but um, every game would be important with regards to having, you know, a better seeding. If the plan works, home field advantage. If uh, if the COVID numbers stay down and teams can play in their home park, so yeah, no, lots uh, lots to think about there, sure. But it's funny how just the discussion of this yeah gets people excited, exactly right. And there are no guarantees that this is going to be happening uh, anytime soon. Well, especially in Saskatchewan as well, right? Uh, football crazy problems oh, yeah. like Saskatchewan. Yeah. I mean, that's probably yeah. the best news Saskatchewan uh, is going to hear all week is that there might potentially be a CFL season in 2020. Uh, moving along to the NFL, how about this? Patrick Mahomes, quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs, a 10-year deal, and he can make upwards of $503 million dollars. Patrick Mahomes is 25 years old, by the way. Just thought yep. I'd throw that out there. Yep. He has two years left on his current deal, so it kind of works to be like a 12-year contract. Yep. So yeah. he's going to be spending his career in Kansas so it'd be City. Through, yeah, it'd be through the 2031 yep. season then. Yeah. Yep. So uh, $477 million in guaranteed mechanisms for uh, Patrick Mahomes. And what were you figuring out with the staff here before we got going? Yeah, myself and uh, Doyle from Wendell Clarks were figuring out it broke down to like $6.80 a minute or something <laughs> like that. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, he is part of a group, though, of exciting young quarterbacks. When you think about Lamar Jackson and you think about, uh, you know, and Russell Wilson, I think he was kind of the guy five, six years ago yep. with Seattle that kind of started this new brand of quarterback, whether it be Watson or Jackson or some of these young guys that we're seeing kind of, you know, be a threat with ball in hand. Um, uh, so it is It is kind of cool. And, of course, he is a Super Bowl champion now. 
and he's a franchise guy. And every interview you see with Patrick Mahomes, he seems like a very likable guy. He seems like a very, you know, he's the guy that Kansas City, of course, they won their first Super Bowl in half a century here uh, back in February. Um, He seems like the kind of guy who is very likable, that, Mm -hmm. you know, you want a guy to kind of not just lead your team, but for that kind of money, kind of, lead your community and be the city and the state's identity. He could be that guy, he for also, sure. He also sounds like Kermit the Frog, which is super cool as well. <laughs> um, but, you know, you can tell how the league is. This is your big that's, take. That's where, that's where my so big he, take he, is. Too much sun. He got <laughs> yeah. too much sun this weekend. That's what happened. But, no, I mean, you can definitely tell the NFL markets their game around players like Patrick Mahomes yep. and, and more so Patrick Mahomes now that he's probably signed this big contract. I can't remember, even when Tom Brady was at the top of his game, I can't remember him being as big of a star as Patrick Mahomes. So in terms of the yep. way that the NFL brands players and stuff yeah. like that. So, you know, obviously you've been around for a lot longer than yeah, I have. I remember have. Tom Brady came to the NFL before MySpace was a thing. Yeah. no, like, sure. So, I mean, today's marketing looks a lot different than it did when Tom Brady broke into the National Football League. But in terms of marketing and brand and all that sort of stuff, yeah. I'm going to let you fill in the blanks here. Patrick Mahomes is the biggest NFL star in that sense mm-hmm. since blank. Well, what year do you want to go back to? Just in general. Uh, well, I mean, I could take you back to the 70s when Terry Bradshaw was winning Super Bowl after Super Bowl okay. after Super Bowl. I mean, that would be one of the guys. Obviously, yep. Joe Montana would be a, a, a big name as well. That the, the fans time, in San yeah. Francisco loved for forever and ever. Um, but yeah, no, there have been there have been some franchise quarterbacks uh, that have done some great things. Let's remember, though, if you measure if you measure what Patrick Mahomes has done, he's won one Super Bowl. Yeah, right. He's also only been in the league for two or three years. Yeah, but. no, I know, but I mean, so yeah. that's no, I, basically I it's kind of yet to be determined. Yes, it is exciting, but it's you know where his legacy is going to be in the NFL. Um, it's there as far as money is concerned. Yeah, but. That's yet to be determined as to where he'll fit in, and you know, in mentioning him with those greats like Brady and Montana or Bradshaw, but um, but it is uh, there's a lot of excitement in Kansas City, you know. You think about this, you think about Kansas City going back to the days of Len Dawson and guys like that. I mean, it's been a while since this has been a team that has created such excitement, and ever since they beat San Francisco in the Super Bowl, and to now with this announcement. Um, they are they are fired up and hope that they can launch their season in September if all goes well. Of course, we are broadcasting live from Wendell Clark's Classic Grill and Bar, as we always do. Uh, keep in mind, they are now open for business. You can now enjoy their classics like the chicken tenders, the Wendell burger, and the best fries in the business. And new to Wendell Clark's Classic Grill and Bar is delivery. That's right. You can now have Wendell Clark's Classic Grill and Bar come to you. The best part is delivery is free on orders more than $30. You can check their Facebook page for delivery specials coming soon. Wendell Clark's Classic Grill and Bar on the corner of Circle and Idlewild. You can give them a call at 306-382-1717. And we did announce last week that we had some exciting news for this week, so we yep. can now share that exciting news. Where did you go yesterday? I uh, went to the Petrovka Orchard, yes. which is about 30 minutes north of Saskatoon, just near Waldheim. And uh, to... Um, Everybody over there, thanks so much. It was so much fun. Diana Fedosov is the owner-operator out there, 
and it was it was terrific. Yeah. So a big hello to Diana Fedosov, uh, which is now, uh, of course, a sponsor of the YXE Sports Podcast. The Petrovka Orchard is much more than an apple orchard. There are walking trails, a country store, gourmet products to enjoy while enjoying the beautiful view. They have everything you need. Apple Smokies, sausage, gourmet relishes, barbecue sauce, mustard, steak sauce, and, of course, fresh buns from their clay oven. If you want to pick up an Apple Smoky on a bun on the way to the lake, they can have that ready for you as well. You can visit the PetrovkaOrchard.com and see Diana's great videos on their Facebook page. The Petrovka, the Petrovka Orchard is about 30 miles north of uh, Saskatoon out Highway 12. See, this is why your mom got so excited, because I talked about the one-hour walk. Her only regret yesterday was we didn't take our walking shoes with us. <laughs> so the next time we go out there, there are trails. It is kind of neat. And the other thing that Diana told me that I didn't know, and I didn't even know you could do this in Saskatchewan in this climate, but she grows 14 different kinds of apples out there. Wow. Did you know you could grow that many kinds? I didn't I, know that. I didn't know that there was I that had, many apples around. <laughs> exactly. So there you go. No, it was really, it was really great. So uh, thanks, uh, thanks to them for having us out, and thanks to... Uh, the Petrovka Orchard for sponsoring our podcast, webcast. So you're kind of known as the old, cranky, oh, pessimistic kind of guy. Wow. Uh, and I'm kind of the young, um, optimistic, oh, okay. no, optimistic <laughs> guy. You know, I kind of just go with the flow. I keep right. a, a good outlook on life and yeah, on certain things, especially uh, amidst the COVID-19 yep. pandemic. So this is probably going to make you very angry. But the NHL and the NHLPA have reached a memo of understanding for return to play. So yep. here are some key dates to remember for the NHL fans. Training camp begins on July the 13th. They will be arriving in the hub cities of Edmonton and Toronto July 26th. Uh, games will begin on August the 1st, of course, if everything goes to plan. And the Stanley Cup will be handed out, uh, they're hoping, in the first week of October. Uh, this is important to note as well. Players are allowed to opt out with no penalty, although they have to have that decision by this week. Uh, there's going to be testing 48 hours before they go to the facility. Now, they say that you should be getting the tests back within 24 hours. If they don't get the tests back, you cannot go to the facility until yeah. you have been deemed... Uh, negative, nine new cases uh, in terms of the most recent uh, rash of testing in the NHL. Uh, so that makes 23 in total, and there have been close to 3,000 tests done. And I know that you probably mm. want to rant about this, so go. Well, I, again, and I've been saying this for weeks, uh, you know, again, in 04-05, the labor dispute year, everybody knew when the Stanley Cup was given out in 04, there wasn't going to be a Stanley Cup in 2005. Everybody knew that. Now we're in the midst of a worldwide pandemic, and this league is hell-bent on giving out a Stanley Cup. But having said that, I do get it. People have been cooped up a long time, uh, and they are excited in Edmonton and Toronto. There's no, there's no question about that. And, you know, I, you just hope it goes well. I just wonder about the risk. You know, that's what I continue to wonder. But there was also some news that you told me about with regards to, as part of this uh, memorandum of understanding... Or maybe it wasn't due to that. Maybe you told me this before that. But um, as part of this new deal, are the NHLers going back to the Olympics? for? It's part of the new CBA because it's, a, it's an entirely new CBA yeah. that the NHL had to negotiate. So, yes, 2022 and 2026, this has to be uh, approved by the IOC and the IIHF. But that sounds like it is going to be uh, all systems go for the mm. NHL Ellers to return they to the really, 2022 they really let go. I mean, that's one of the things. That's one of the areas that the players were willing to concede on some other things because the players, they carry a big – they love that Olympics experience. Yeah. 
Um, I'm uh, kind of an old school Canada Cup World Hockey, World Cup of Hockey guy, but um, no, it's it's this will be good for the fans, yeah. you know. And as we've heard Chris Cuthbert say time and time again, the golden goal was his career highlight, right? So uh, those are the moments that um, that the Olympic Games can provide for sure. It'll be interesting to see for sure. I kind of agree with you in a sense. I, I think that there has to be a certain date in mind where if for whatever reason uh, more and more positive cases seem to happen, then I think in that scenario, yes, you do have to yeah. shut it down, see you in the fall, and we'll start again from October. So 24 teams are going to be part of this startup, yeah. right? So there's going to be 24 teams to start this thing. They're hoping to get the cup given out when? By August? For first week of October. First week of October. Is when the, yeah. So, sorry, August 1st is when the whole thing starts. Yeah. First week of October. So what does that do to the 2021-2022 season? The idea is that they would start that in January. And play a shortened season. Most likely. Like they did in 2012-2013 when that lockout that happened. That labor dispute, yep. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, they returned in January, had a 48-game schedule. And in 2012-2013, the Cup was still handed out kind of towards the, the beginning yeah. of June. So. They'll want to get back on track here, you know, as soon as they can, I'm, I'm assuming. You yeah. know, they'll want to get these preseason games in September and start the season in October and give the Stanley Cup up in June because that's what the league has been built on. But just it's just such a different time right now. I'll give so. you a, a pat on the back. Oh. Everything's going to be okay. Okay, thanks. That's, my, That's good. Yeah. So there's my motivational talk <laughs> for the week. Have you ever heard of the Elam ending? No. Okay, so it was. Uh, it's a basketball term. It was uh, played this year in the NBA All-Star Game that happened back in February, and now the Canadian Elite Basketball League is incorporating it into their 2020 Summer Series tournament that they're having. So here's how it breaks down. With four minutes to go or the first stoppage after – in the yep. fourth quarter, there will be a target score. So whatever team is in the lead, the target score will be nine points higher than whatever that team's lead is. So as an example, if you have 77 points and you're winning, the target score that you have to hit is 86. Uh, the shot clock will still be intact yep. as well. So, uh, and yeah, basically it's just going to be the first team to hit that bucket or that target score, whether it's the team that's in the lead or whether it's the team that comes from behind and, and gets to 77 or 86 or 90 or whatever the case may be, will win the game. And yeah. uh, I think it's kind of a cool idea. Nick Elam is a professor at Ball State University, and he came up with this, and this was, uh, this was his big idea. So basically, if my team is up by 10 when the Elam ending kicks in, I need to score seven points before you score 17 mm -hmm. in order to win a game. Yeah. And I get the idea. The idea is so you're not purposely fouling a guy and having him go to the line. And I mean – I get it, right? Because both teams are playing offense. Then you're not you're not fouling a guy to send him to the free throw line. Uh, so I I do kind of understand it, um, and it'll be neat to see the Canadian Elite League. I mean, they're in a situation where they can experiment and do some things like this. So it's kind of great. I had a nice conversation with Mike Morielli today. Oh, as a matter yeah, of fact, commissioner of the yeah, they're, they're very excited about uh, this tournament in Ontario and getting things going and getting things rolling and getting their season. Uh, Getting their season underway here in the next little while. Well, and it was Global Saskatoon's Ryan Flaherty that uh, was talking about this on Twitter today. And he said, hey, in this COVID era, why not? Yep. This is the time to experiment. Yeah, exactly. Right? This, is the, Give it a this try. is the year to do it. Yep, exactly. Sure. 
So it'll be interesting to see how that uh, goes. Of course, that uh, summer series event kicks off later this month in St. Catharines, Ontario. The Saskatchewan Rattlers will be looking to defend their title after winning the inaugural championship last year. The MLB has announced their 60-game schedule. They are still planning to go ahead with it. The Toronto Blue Jays, and we don't have to spend a whole ton of time on this, but the Toronto Blue Jays open up the season July 24th in Tampa. The season itself begins July 23rd. I believe the Washington Nationals are uh, one of the first teams to play, but... Uh, that'll be interesting to see how this 60-game uh, MLB season goes this summer. I'm interested, because I'm a broadcaster, I'm interested in what the television broadcasts mm-hmm. will look like, too, in the wake of social distancing. How many commentators will sports, be... For all yeah, not just baseball. Yeah. yeah, at the rank, at courtside, or at the ballpark. Um, or will they be you know, sequestered at their homes or in their studios or, or that sort of thing? But... Um, your mom, Susan, makes a good point on a lot of this stuff. So Ooh. I happened to be flipping through, and she was watching, um, and I just happened to stop on Korean baseball just for about four minutes. Yep. And she said, that's cool. That's something to watch. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so this will give people um, some things to watch in North America as the CFL and the NHL and Major League Baseball and the NBA tries to get going. But, uh, boy, you sure hope everybody's safety is in mind. You look at those numbers down south in the United States and, it is just disheartening to see, um, you know, the surges in COVID numbers that we've seen in the last little while. Some states are going down for COVID numbers. Some in the states, so that's good uh, as well. Of course, there yeah. are the, the hot spots, so it'll be interesting to see. I think that pretty much wraps up our time for this week. So a big thanks to everybody that uh, tuned in on the YXC Sports Podcast Facebook page and the Wendell Clark's Classic Rolling Bar and Facebook page. Of course, uh, big thanks to our new sponsor. Diana at the Petrovka Orchard. So make sure you head out there if you are in that area and make sure you come on down to Wendell Clark's Classic Grill and Bar. Of course, they are now open for business. You can dine in and you can also get that takeout as well. Uh, of course, uh, thanks to everybody that's going to be listening to our, or that is listening, I guess, on our uh, streaming services yep. online as well. So uh, we will probably do the same thing next week unless somebody tells us that we shouldn't. Yep, buy some sunscreen, Matt, and we'll see you here in seven days, buddy. I had the sunscreen. It was just expired. <laughs> it's expired. Stay safe, and we'll talk to you at the same time next week. <laughs>